map of the day. Two teams in the air. Mission is to seek and destroy. You mean the mission is for the girls to let the boys win again? Just like grade school, Bandit. You have a stack of notebooks here that is a mile high. It's ever growing. <laughs> uh, but you know, like if you ever like want to look back at my notes or anything or something like that, I think that that's it's a valuable resource. I, I guess you could say that. Yeah, it's a, a lot of knowledge in these books. <laughs> look, this one has a it's like a vampire that I drew on the cover. I mean, that's certainly worth uh this is documenting a, this is a book you could judge by its cover <laughs> you would say god damn this book is probably fucking tight <laughs> so um what you think about that i think you've got a good point you've really turned me around on this yeah i'm gonna bring more of my stuff over here <laughs> i'm i'm moving in please don't i've got all my stuff in my car <laughs> in that box that I brought my little bags of salami that I that's all I eat now well at least you come with your own meat treats yeah you don't have to give me none of yours I don't know how much you enjoy your meat treats yeah how do you enjoy your summer blockbusters it would be hard I definitely would want to take a meat treat with me to see the new Top Gun sequel they made a sequel? Yes, they did. Wow. What's, uh, did it do well? Um, I don't know. It apparently is doing great in theaters, but I also think that it came out in 2011 originally, so I don't know why they're just showing it in theaters now. It's probably one of those things where, like, it had, like, a real limited run, and uh -huh. the studio, like, shelved it for a bit, but then they were like, patriotism's back, baby. <laughs> If that's one thing that could be said about the political climate right now, it's certainly the patriotism's back. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, uh, welcome to the Raincoat Report. This is Boss here with Jeremy. Yeah, we're going to take you out of the hot, harsh sun of our uh, political landscape into a nice, cool theater for the next couple of hours. Yeah. And uh, just imagine a world where our worst enemies are ethnically ambiguous... Uh, Spies. <laughs> Fighter pilots. I don't know. I think that it's it's hinted at that they might be North Koreans, but they don't go all the way with it, so I don't know. Yeah, I couldn't tell. They're they're East Asian or Yeah, they're East Asian for sure. Uh, mm. but yeah, we're talking about the film that everybody else is talking about right now, which is the sequel to Top Gun. Uh, and, of course, I'm talking about Top Guns from 2011. Okay. Uh, directed by Robbie D. for Digital Playground, I believe. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we have an all-star cast. They didn't get Tom Cruise for this one, but they did get Jesse Jane and Caden Cross and Riley Steele and Raven Alexis and Stoya and Selena Rose. Yeah. This is a this is a rarity for us going this far into the future on the on the regular show. Yeah, it is. But it's important to uh, it's important to ride the coattails, right? When you can, we're gonna ride the coattails of Top Gun Fever. <laughs> About a month and a half after it opened. Yes. <laughs> well, let's go. 
in addition to that lineup of lovely ladies, we also have some gentlemen joining. Uh, ben English, Scott Nails, Mick Blue, Tommy Gunn, Eric Everhard, uh, Marcus London. A real cast of gentlemen. They couldn't get uh, Tom Cruise because he was doing Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that... that uh, franchise had been rolling a bit more regularly so i think he just considered that steady paycheck he really held out um until the most recent one where they just digitally insert him into the 2011 movie (laughs) it's not even noticeable (laughs) well that's how good the cg's gotten these days oh yeah i would say cg's so good now that uh it's kind of scary yeah they can make uh robert de niro look young in a uh Martin Scorsese movie, uh, and uh, they can insert Tom Cruise into pornography from the early 20-teens. Yeah, they also they brought Peter Cushing back to life. <laughs> oh, the, yeah. I saw part of that Star Wars this week, and I was like, well, oh, I didn't know that that happened. It was, <laughs> it's like a, a, a voice from beyond the grave. I hope that they use the same technology to bring back Hammer films. They really should. Hammer still exists. Yeah, but I mean, you know, go yeah. back to uh, the original Hammer cast. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Team up with Lucas Arts. Get Disney. Get Disney and Hammer to talk. Yeah, I think they See, can get in a room together. I think we can get them in a room together and drive stakes through their hearts. <laughs> um, I think we should focus on just particularly one movie for right now and one film franchise because we're spiraling out again well we have that tendency Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. well at least when it comes to this film it's a short and breezy two hours and 33 minutes long so i almost balked at watching this (laughs) (laughs) i did shortly after i suggested it to you i saw how long it was and i was like maybe we shouldn't watch this (laughs) but i never said anything so now we're here now we're here well wasted collectively about six hours of our life (laughs) i don't know know if they're wasted i will say that this movie has its uh problems you know i haven't been keeping up to date with all the summer blockbusters these past several years i've kind of fallen out of favor with them but i wanted to kind of get the heartbeat of the public consciousness right now yeah and so even though this was two and a half hours long, I think it was worth it for me to be on the same page as the public for once. Yeah. It's good for you to get in there and really finger them. <laughs> Find that pulse. Finger their pulses. Yeah. You gotta get up in there. <laughs> you know? That's all. That is all. So uh, that's all for our introduction. We're going to take yeah. a quick break and then we'll be back to talk Top Guns. Yes, yeah, but is this the longest film we've covered since uh, Thundercrack? Yes. I think this might be like a little bit longer than Thundercrack by maybe like a couple minutes. It, I don't remember if Thundercrack's like 228. Uh, it is... It's long. <laughs> it has an intermission. It does have an intermission, so that takes some of it out. Now, the Thundercrack is two hours and 40 minutes, actually. Okay, all right, so... So, Thundercrack still owns the uh, longest film, 
But I think that the intermission's like 10 minutes in it, so in a way, maybe it's... Yeah. But so much more happens in Thundercrack, so... Yeah, no, it's a... Pound for pound, it's the it's the heavier film. But the heavier poundings. I don't know if they're, the poundings are heavier. The balls are heavier. They're oh, massive yeah. and swollen. <laughs> aching to escape, just like our audience is aching for a break. <laughs> okay, so we won't keep them from that. Uh, much like I introduced like two minutes ago, we're going to go ahead and take a break. And then we'll be back to talk more about Top Guns. Or Thundercrack. One of those. Yeah, we'll figure it out. All right, we're covering Thundercrack again. Let me uh, dig out my notes. Oh, I don't like that sound at all. <laughs> well, that's we're doing. That's why we're going to do Top Guns, or I'm going to keep making it. <laughs> okay, well, I guess we'll do Top Guns. You then. know, I, I, I got you. It's <laughs> like in the movie. I went like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Does he do that in Top Guns? They do 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 it in Top Guns. They do it in Top Gun. I don't remember Top Gun. I remember that I saw it when I was a teenager and thought that it was a dumb 80s movie. That's probably true. I've never seen it at all. I know several songs from the soundtrack, just filtering down through pop culture. But Little, little Kenny Loggins? Little Kenny Loggins. Little, um, there's a good Cheap Trick song. Okay. There's uh, Staying With The Boys. Is that Kenny Loggins? I don't know. Playing, playing with the boys. I'm staying, staying with the boys. You know that one? No. It's great. <laughs> There's a song by the Eurythmics. Good soundtrack. Solid okay. soundtrack. Not ever seen the film. Um, All right. I don't know that you should break your neck to go rectify that. Rectify? Rectify? I don't think so. I think you should start talking about this film. Well, Top Guns opens with some radio chatter that we hear. So we get some opening credits and see some footage of planes taking off in radio towers. We then see our stars and starlets in their cockpits talking trash at one another as they're flying around the sky. We've got a team of ladies, Bandit and Blue. So, I don't, so she's credited as Blue... But I think her helmet says Boo, and I think people call her Boo. You're probably right. I, think. I don't. I, I'm very confused by that. I don't remember a character being named Blue, so I think it's just a typo. Well, an uh, error. So Bandit is played by Jesse Jane, and Boo slash Blue is played by Riley Steele. 
And uh, in the other plane, we have Papa and Styles. And uh, Papa is played by Mick Blue. And Styles is played by Scott Nails. All right. I don't know any of these people, but I'm going to learn. The guy's plane comes up behind the plane with the ladies, and the ladies decide to do some fancy maneuvering to lose them. The people in the radio room are confused by what they're doing, but uh, the women launch their plane in one big motion from being in front of the guys to being behind them, and they lock their missiles onto the guys, winning the training mission. The ladies celebrate, and uh, after the mission, we see Bandit and Boo in their uniforms being yelled at by their commanding officer. Uh, They apparently pulled an illegal maneuver in their expensive planes, But he adds that he was asked to send his best pilots to Top Guns, where the Navy aviators are going to compete with the best of the Air Force's pilots. Okay. Um, So was was it a competition in the original film? I think so. Okay. I am like 80% sure that that is what it was in the... uh, Okay. I'm not original the... film. I thought about rewatching the original film just to have the context for it, and then I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. I don't think it's probably worth it. <laughs> I have Ultimately. so many movies that I want to watch to watch. Yeah, you can't. There's no time to spend. <laughs> You've already wasted two and a half hours watching like this uh, parody of it. I think you kind of get the general plot. Um, okay, so and I'm just relying on you to tell me. I'm not going to check anything. So Top Gun's a contest. Uh, yes. So, they were already sending Styles and Papa, but they were also asked to send a pair of female pilots, and apparently Bandit and Boo are the only female pilots anyway, but, uh, they're being sent, so he tells them, it's only the opportunity of a lifetime, ladies, so don't fuck it up. He then congratulates them on their flying out there as they leave. We see... A person riding a motorcycle parallel to a jet that's taking off. When the person takes off their helmet, it's Bandit. Then we cut to the Top Guns Academy. <laughs> it's a school? Um, I guess. Bandit and Hollywood exchange some taunts before the presentation begins. So, Hollywood is played by Caden Cross. And she and Mystery... Or the other team of female pilots there. Mystery yes. not being the pickup artist. No. But instead being uh, played by the lovely Stoya. I think that's a much better swap out. <laughs> it's a good substitution. So Commander Jensen starts the presentation. It's brought up that they've added two female teams this year. Uh, and one of the guys in the room makes some snarky comment about... It being good that the women are there so they can do the cooking and laundry. Commander Jensen then introduces the man he calls the best fighter pilot of all time, retired pilot John James, a.k.a. Gunman. (laughs) Gunman is played by Tommy Gunn. Okay, perfect. Yeah, fittingly. Yes. Gunman says that he'll be flying against them and he'll teach them the art of dogfighting. Then one of the... uh, guy pilots in the room asks Hollywood to get him some coffee and she says 
why not a couple of beers? And he says, that sounds good. And then Hollywood slaps the back of his head and says that from what she hears, maybe a couple of beers will make him a better pilot. Damn. So outside the briefing room, Jensen, the commander, talks to Vegas. So Vegas is a civilian woman who is like running numbers and like keeping yeah, track of things. Kind of and, analytics person. Yeah. Uh, she is played by Raven Alexis. Vegas asks Jensen what he thought of the women there, and he tells her that he thinks they're pretty. (laughs) He says he thinks women in the military are a distraction and notes that they have separate sleeping quarters for the women to keep them away from the men. We see in a hangar, Gunman meets up with Spice. Spice is played by Selena Rose. She apparently works on the planes there. Uh, she's, She's very horny. Yes, she is she really horny. Yeah. Honestly expected a sex scene to start right away, just right. from how she was talking. Yeah, he talks about pushing his planes hard, and Spice tells him to kiss her a little before he puts it in her. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you, you can see why I thought that's where it was going. But they've been pretty reserved with the sex scene so far. Yes. But we're only about 15 minutes in, maybe. Yeah, they uh, they... Do go like twenty minutes before the first sex scene. I was surprised by this. Yeah, of course or, uh, that that pace changes quickly. Yes, <laughs> we see Boo and Bandit having beers at a bar. They talk about Hollywood and note that she was the first female aviator. The other girl says that she heard that she was called Hollywood because she was sucking dick on Hollywood Boulevard. Oh. <laughs> Then Mystery, who again is Hollywood's partner, shows up and starts to talk to them. Hollywood joins in on the conversation and the teams just trash talk each other for a few. At the bar, Everhard glances over at our heroines and uh, goes and grabs a mic. He walks over to the girls and sings two words before his friends grab the mic from him. Yeah, they didn't have the rights to this song. (laughs) Right? Uh, I'm pretty sure this is a direct reference to a scene in Top Gun, uh, but I don't know for sure because I haven't seen it since I was a teenager, as I've explained. (laughs) Okay, I can imagine it. Bandit tells him, nice try, but too bad that didn't work. Everhard asks why not, and she says she's a beer and hot wings girl and to save that romantic shit for someone else. She walks off into the women's room, uh, sitting her beer on the table of the guy sitting closest to the door. Everhard follows Bandit into the restroom, also leaving his beer on the guy's table. He picks up both beers and seems excited for the free beers. Yeah, he got free. Yeah, they weren't coming back. This next scene is any indication. Yeah, they certainly weren't coming back for another like half hour. Yeah, (laughs) not in a timely manner. So Everhard comes up behind Bandit in the bathroom and says that she didn't give him a chance and he knows better songs. And Bandit says for him to stop being... uh, (laughs) You know, to stop being a fag. Yes. Yeah. Uh, And show her what kind of man he really is. Mm -hmm. 2011 seems a little late to be dropping F-bombs like this, but... It is pornography. It it is? Yeah, that allows for it. You use different slurs in pornography. <laughs> There's a different standard. So Everhard grabs her shirt and pulls her to him and starts to unbutton her top as she does the same to him, and they make out. 
He sits her up on the uh, sink counter, mm-hmm. and after pulling up her undershirt and revealing her tits, pushes her back against the mirror. Yes. There's a lamp. Yes. On this, but even though there's overhead lighting. <laughs> yes, there is. And there's, I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever seen that, even in like a fancier bathrooms, but I'm not sure. But there's also a little like a round couch in the middle. Yes, that that's also something. And then the floor is just covered in uh, just paper towel. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a really bizarre bathroom set. <laughs> he pulls Bandit's belt off and drapes it around her neck, pulling her towards him a bit with it, and then pulls her pants down and starts to go down on her. He pulls her pants the rest of the way off, and they make out more as he fingers her. He goes down on her more and fingers her more, and this goes on for quite a bit. He pulls his pants down, and Bandit gets down and starts to blow and stroke him. He uh, fucks her mouth a bit as this is going on, and she gets back on the counter and leans back a bit, and Everhard puts his cock in her and starts to fuck her as she leans back on the counter. He uh, really hammers away as he's giving it to her. He stops to finger her and lick her clit a bit, and then starts to fuck her doggy style, planting his feet on the counter, and she's like twisted sideways somewhat. She seems in a very uncomfortable position. Oh yeah, the whole thing looks very tight. They switch positions a few times, uh, and uh, he ends up lifting her up and holds her in the air as he keeps fucking her, and then she gets down and blows him more. Uh, it's at this point that they switch to this round couch in the middle of the bathroom. Yeah. Um, they don't spend much time there. No. Uh, she rides him reverse cowgirl on it for a bit, and then they go back to fucking doggy style. Um, then he pulls out, and she gets on her knees, and he comes on her face, and she yeah. sucks his cock a bit more. Did you mention the part where she's, like, spitting on the mirror and licking it up? No, I missed that, but you're yes. right. That was that was really gross. In fact, I yes. I must have overlooked it because I know I made a note about it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was like that was the grossest part of the whole movie for yeah. sure. <laughs> you do not just start licking bathroom mirrors. Yeah, <laughs> not even not even on your close set. Yeah, I wouldn't do it on my bathroom mirror, that's for sure. And certainly not a public bathroom mirror or even a film set where they just set it up. Would you pay me to lick your bathroom mirror? No, I'm not that interested in watching you do it. If I licked it clean. (laughs) Uh, I don't know, maybe. We really need to clean our bathroom anyway, so... Okay, well, if you, you know, call me. If you want to lick the tile in our shower, (laughs) I think we could use that even more. Uh, I don't think so. (laughs) It's beyond even me. (laughs) We cut to our ladies back in the air. Bandit and Boo are flying, and uh, they're looking for Gunman's plane. Gunman is on their tail and uh, gets his missiles locked onto them, and they've lost. They're sent back to the base, and we see them walking in. Spice stops them on the way in and tells them not to be down. After all, that's the gunman. Hollywood and Mystery walk in and start to taunt them for getting beaten by gunmen because they apparently beat him in the exercise. 
Boo says Hollywood's just mad that Bandit fucked her boyfriend last night. Hollywood clarifies ex-boyfriend, and I fucked him first. Hollywood and Mystery leave, and Bandit asks Boo why she didn't tell her it was Hollywood's ex, and Boo asks her if it would have even mattered. In the guy's locker room, Everhard notes that gunman's fast. Apparently, none of the guys uh, were able to stop gunmen in the training exercise. They mentioned a couple of the girls got him, too. Uh, one of them says, these chicks think they can fly. We then see uh, both teams of guys and girls, four teams in total, uh, meet up on the stairs and taunt one another. Bandit stops Hollywood and says that she wouldn't have fucked Everhard if she knew she was her ex. And Hollywood says she doesn't get upset over Bar Dick, <laughs> but says that she is upset because Bandit's letting them down. This is the first year women were allowed at Top Guns, and... She thinks she's going to embarrass them by being focused on getting drunk and getting laid. I mean, she did kind of like bang the first dude who followed her into a bathroom last yeah, night. and show up and apparently was hungover as she was trying to do her flying exercise. Excellent. Yeah, these are these seem like reasonable concerns at the moment. <laughs> Boo walks up behind Bandit and Bandit asks what she has to say and Boo says nothing. Hollywood already said what needed to be said, so even Bandit's partner is against her here. Uh, but Boo also mentions that this is guys versus girls at this point. We cut to the guys playing volleyball outside as the girls watch from a picnic table. Yeah, this is the famous um, beach volleyball scene, but they have opted to do it on grass. Yes, yes. Also, it's a lot less homoerotic because it quickly uh, joins in with women. Yeah. Uh, because Everhard comes and asks them if they want to play. Yeah, no one can do a bare-chested dive into the grass. You'll get, like, burns all over your body. <laughs> you know? You That's won't a come good up, point. You won't come, come up crusted in sand and, like, glistening with your hard body. You know? Right. <laughs> so we cut to this guys versus girls game. Uh, mystery can't serve. <laughs> um... All of the other women, other than Mystery, have American flag bikini tops on because of America. Yeah. That's military wear. That's like the standard. That's basically a volleyball uniform when you're in the military. Yeah. That's what they give you at boot camp. (laughs) This goes on for a bit, and the guys apparently win. The women return to the locker room, and they're upset. Bandit says the men are bigger and stronger. It's not fair. But Vegas walks in and asks why they don't just quit then. Bandit says that they're not bigger or stronger in the air. Up there, we're all equal. Vegas says if they can stop fighting one another and work as a team of pilots, they can show that they're better than the guys. They all put their hands together awkwardly and agree to work together. We cut to the next training exercise and Bandit and Blue are able to take out Everhard's plane. Hollywood takes out Styles and Papa, sneaking up behind them as they were chasing Bandit. We then cut to a briefing where Vegas is talking about them facing enemy planes, uh, MiGs in particular. Afterwards, Vegas tells the girls that they did a good job today. We then cut to Papa. He's sitting at a desk leafing through a book. Mystery walks in and, uh, Walks to the desk in front of him, showing off her ass before sitting down. 
She calls him daddy, and he corrects her. It's papa. She flirtatiously calls him daddy again, and then herself corrects to papa. She has him guess a number between 1 and 10. She guesses his number correctly, and then says she can guess what he's thinking again, and sits up on the desk, unbuttoning her shirt. She says he must be thinking that he wants to taste her. Isn't some other kind of course or briefing going to start soon? Um, I guess not. Okay. Well, I, I, I thought she came in for like something else. I think this was like a, a free study room. Oh, okay. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> All right, great. Or they just got real lucky here, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, he gets on his knees and starts to bury his face in her lap, and she stops him. She tells him to say it first. He pauses and then says, Come to Papa? <laughs> she says, Good boy, and tells him to get his treat. So he buries his face in her lap, and she pulls up her shirt enough to reveal her tits, and he helps her pull off her pants. She lays back on the desk that she was on, and he kisses her legs and torso, and finally starts to go down on her proper. This goes on for a while, with Mystery holding the back of his head as he's going. She fingers herself a bit, too. They make out more, and she pulls off her shirt the rest of the way. Mystery then gets on her knees and starts to blow Papa. She takes some time to suck his balls as well as she's stroking him, and goes back to focusing on his cock, playing with herself as well. Wonderful. He fucks her mouth a bit. She asks, Do you like it when I choke when I'm sucking your dick, Papa? (laughs) (laughs) She lays on her side and back on the desk, and Papa starts to fuck her as he's standing with uh, Mystery playing with her clit. We then get some standing doggy as uh, Mystery leans over the desk, with Papa really hammering away. We finally see him stroking and coming on Mystery's face and in her mouth. Mystery ends the scene saying, good boy. We cut to Vegas. Uh, She's in a classroom environment handing out tests. Uh, All the guys did bad, apparently. Uh Uh-oh. Boo hands a note to Marcus London's character, who is credited as Blue's lover. (laughs) Excellent. But I'll just call him Marcus, since he otherwise doesn't have a name. Okay. We see Marcus in the bar later, and Boo walks past him to get a drink and then sits down at his table. She asks if he likes music and if he likes this song that's playing. It's some... Just some butt rock. Butt rock, yeah. yeah it's uh, it's like... It's diegetic music in the sex scenes. It's just like kind of faintly playing in right? like the bar bathroom yeah, yeah. forever. It's just like an endless theory of a dead man song. <laughs> uh, she asks, do you want to dance? And he says, sure, and starts to get up, and she stops him and says, what she asked was, do you want a dance? He says, yeah, and she caresses his shoulders. She starts to unbuckle her belt and unbutton her top. Um, It's worth noting the bartender walked away just as the scene starts. Yes, and there's no one else in the bar at all. (laughs) She sways her hips and uh, gets down to her panties and undershirt. Marcus reaches towards her, but she pushes his hand away. She reveals her tits as she continues to dance, and then she finally pulls him towards her, and they kiss a bit. He rubs her ass as she continues to sway. He stands behind her and holds her and starts to play with her through her panties. 
He kneels down on the floor behind her, and he's eating her out from behind as she's standing. He stands and rubs her clit and fingers her more and maybe makes her squirt here. Yeah, I think it looks like there's going to be some squirt, but I don't think it happens. Uh, there, there's a lot of dampness here, if nothing else, but I, yeah, it was... It wasn't like a big one, you know? It wasn't like a... Like a, like a not a not a not a big splurt. Yeah, not a not a wave, <laughs> not a gusher. Uh, also, in this scene, it's the first time it appears is there is just some honking going on occasionally in the background. Yes, there is a lot of traffic <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. sound in the sex scenes in this movie, and uh, you know, outside this place, it's a bunch of desert. <laughs> yeah, I think it just has to do with whatever studio they were shooting this in. Right. Yeah. She gets down and starts to blow him. She sucks and strokes him for a while. Then he fucks her standing doggy style as she's bent over a stool. He really pounds away for a character that has no name. She sits facing him on the stool and leans back as he continues to rail her. This continues until he pulls out and comes on her snatching her leg. Yes. They kiss a bit afterwards. We then cut to her redressing. And we see Marcus's feet as he's apparently laid out on the floor in only his boots. She takes off with his clothes. <laughs> yes, she runs off with them. And uh, classic prank. We cut to an office where Marcus is standing there covering his cock with his helmet, otherwise naked in front of Commander Jensen, who stares at him shaking his head. Marcus leaves Jensen's office and Vegas is sitting outside and sees him leaving naked. Hollywood then runs into Styles in the men's locker room. He asks her if she's lost, but she says she knows where she is. She asks Styles if he believes in primal, uncontrollable sexual attraction. He says, yeah, I guess. <laughs> she asks how to know when you know you have that attraction. He says, not to sound like a... <laughs> uh, or nothing, but... When you feel that feeling in your stomach, and she says, you mean like butterflies? She mentions that's a great feeling, and then she hands him her panties, and she says she wants him to think of her when he feels attraction. She walks away, and then turns around and says she forgot one thing, and then rushes towards him and starts to kiss him. She unzips her jumpsuit and reveals her tits. He kisses down her chest and stomach and then starts to go down on her through her panties. He pulls her hips up in the air so her weight is on her neck and shoulders as he's munching away. Mm -hmm. He pulls her panties to the side as she lays on the bench and starts to lick and play with her clit. Then he penetrates her with his fingers a bit. She gets on her hands and knees and he plays with her vagina from behind while he licks her asshole. She starts to blow him, working his shaft with her hand as he pulls off his undershirt. This continues for a while with her stopping to suck his balls a bit. Yeah. Um, I, at one point, like I kind of was like, man, these scenes are long. So I was like, I'm just going to hit like fast forward real quick. And uh-huh. When I jumped out of it, she was going down on him real hard and going, waka, 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 waka. <laughs> and uh, it was the funniest thing. <laughs> Making Pac-Man sounds. Yeah. <laughs> Then we see Styles fucking Hollywood doggy style as he's standing and she's bent over a bench. He rails her for a bit as she plays with her clit. 
Styles lays on the locker room bench and Hollywood rides him reverse cowgirl. They scoot to the foot of the bench and continue to fucking reverse cowgirl for a bit. We then see Hollywood laying on her back on the bench as Styles stands and fucks her. She turns on her side and he continues to rail her. He finally strokes as Hollywood gets on her knees and he comes on her face and in her mouth. She sucks his cock a bit more for good measure. We fade to later and Papa walks into the locker room and asks where Styles has been. Styles turns around and he's wearing Hollywood's panties and Papa just stares at him. Did she did he still her did she steal his clothes as well? Um just leave her panties behind? Maybe. Okay. We cut to Commander Jensen who tells Styles and Papa that they're disqualified. We see Hollywood and Bandit being told by Vegas that their teams were ahead of the other teams and uh, their two teams are tied. They work together to beat the guys, but now it's up to them what happens next. Vegas walks away and Hollywood tells Bandit that tomorrow is her chance to fly against the best. Bandit goes to walk away and Hollywood stops her and tells her good luck tomorrow. Hollywood says... May the best man win, and Bandit says, I will. We cut to apparently the next day, and the two teams of women face off with Spice telling everybody good luck. Spice also tells them that she apparently, quote, spiced up their jets a little, whatever that means. We get to a sequence of the ladies looking cool and slowly walking to their planes. Yeah. Uh, we get some shots of the planes chasing after one another. Hollywood is just behind Bandit and almost gets a missile lock on her, but Bandit pulls around Hollywood. But apparently on the ground, Commander Jensen and the people at the base are notified that there's an enemy aircraft spotted. Somebody mentions they think it might be North Korean, but they never confirm it. thought they were Chinese communists. (laughs) No, just North Korean communists. Okay. On their way to get Pearl Harbor again. (laughs) They're going back for it. Yeah. Bandit takes out a plane, but then the enemy plane's wingman appears in another plane, and they chase after him, and Hollywood takes him out with a missile. The guys in the ground are all celebrating, and the women return. Everhard tells Bandit that she could be his wingman anytime. Bandit compliments him on his big balls and says that he can be her wingman anytime. The men walk off, but Boo asks Gunman if he wants to fly with them. He says, sure. Hollywood asks Gunman if he's ever refueled in midair, and if so, if he always makes it in the hole. Uh, He always makes it in the hole, baby. Gunman says yes, and they ask about what he does when surrounded by enemy fighters, and he says he takes them out, one by one. And then everybody unzips their jumpsuits and gets to fucking. Yeah. So we have, uh, in this scene, we have Bandit, Boo, Hollywood, Mystery, Spice, and Gunman. Yes. And uh, they essentially just keep taking turns and tangling their bodies in various formats. Yes, just all twisted about in a writhing pile of flesh that would make Carlos Tobolina envious. (laughs) The blondes take turns blowing Gunman as Mystery goes down on Spice. The ladies finger one another and start swapping groups as Spice starts to blow Gunman. Everyone is sucking and fucking as Gunman starts to fuck Spice doggy style. 
Then the ladies go back to blowing gunmen as a group. Scorgy song is very heavy. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like a fake like Slayer Metallica like kind of riff. Yeah, <laughs> it just keeps going. It's pretty cool. I don't know if it's necessarily like orgy music. I think it was kind of good, but I don't know that it needed to be like twenty minutes long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They could have uh, should have varied it up. They should have wrote a couple more riffs. Yeah, yeah. Gunman fucks mystery, and then Boo. Uh, mystery banded in Hollywood getting an oral triangle as Boo rides gunman and Spice jumps in to blow him every once in a while. Then the girls line up in a row bent over a long table and gunman works his way down the line fucking them in turn. The ladies reconfigure and play with one another as gunman is fucking various ladies on the table. And finally he blows his load all over Spice's tongue and chin. She then snowballs it into Hollywood's mouth who spits it into Boo's mouth, who spits it into Bandit's mouth, who spits it into Mystery's mouth. And by the time he gets to Mystery, there's not much left. Yeah, it's mostly spit at that point. Yeah, but it's important to share. It is. Sharing is caring. Yeah. And this, this spit is less disgusting than looking in the mirror spit. No, for sure. Yeah, I think so. Even though it passes through more mouths, I think the problem is when people are just in there, like they go like, they sneeze on the mirror and they <laughs> wipe it. Put their fucking dirty fingers on it. Yeah, they've been touching their shitty buttholes and then like push their fingers on the mirror yeah. for some reason yeah, before like, they even wash their hands. Yeah, like oh, there's like a little like a like a little schmutz here. I'm gonna get it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you're just smearing your shit jeans everywhere. <laughs> Bandit says that she guesses they won't know who the best is, and Hollywood says she knows who the best is. We cut to Jensen talking to Vegas. She says that they're calling it a tie, but Jensen says it's a victory for everyone. He's, this, this movie is a victory for feminism. Yes, it is. <laughs> he says history was made today, and she says thanks to the girls, that's safe to say. Jensen then offers Vegas a drink at the officer's club. She says she was hoping for something more private. Vegas leans in and kisses Jensen. Jensen says, but Vegas, I'm a commander, not a private. She says, aye, aye, sir. <laughs> they continue to kiss, and Jensen reaches into her jacket and caresses her breasts over her shirt. We see him move the medals on the desk over to the side, and he sits Vegas down on it, pulling up her shirt to reveal her tits. He throws off his button-up shirt and licks and sucks on Vegas's nipples. He takes off his undershirt and he immediately starts to go down on Vegas. He's really munching down on it for quite a bit. Uh, and after a bit, he sits down on the desk and Vegas starts to blow him. He stands after a couple minutes and she stops to spit on his cock and goes back to sucking it. Vegas rides Jensen reverse cowgirl as he sits on a leather chair. The chair seems very unsteady like it might collapse at any moment. But she's really slamming his cock. She leans over the desk and Jensen fucks her in standing doggy style. He pounds her out pretty hard for quite a bit. He lays her on the desk and climbs up himself and fucks her in a missionary position as he's kind of kneeling on the desk. He shifts to laying on his side and fucking her from behind as he holds her leg back and bangs away. She rides him cowgirl as he's laying on the desk for a bit, uh, really slamming that dick more. 
She gets on her knees and Jensen comes all over her face. She sucks his cock a bit more. Then we cut to later, where Jensen is giving medals to both Hollywood and Bandit. Jensen offers to buy the first round of beers for everyone, and Gunman says he'll buy the round after that. Everyone cheers and runs off, and then we get a freeze frame of the group leaving as credits start. And that was the great hit of the summer, Top Guns. Do you like how the whole film built to two minor characters getting the final sex scene? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, we'll take a quick break. <laughs> and then we'll be back to give our final thoughts on Top Guns. Having pen problems? The pen I found doesn't write. Okay. <laughs> well, I was trying to write my review. Oh. Well, oh, shit. I guess I'll just wing it. All right. Uh, well, it's time for the raincoat review. So, Jeremy, do your thing. Okay. A pretty mixed reactions to this film. That's fair. Yeah. It's a. It's got a lot of the same problems that like most modern pornography does, and that usually just comes down to length. Right. Uh, in this case, I think this would have made a fine like ninety-minute feature. Right. Uh, with uh, some of the sex scenes considerably truncated. Right. Maybe some mirror licking removed, or maybe left in. I don't know. It was a good talking point. <laughs> I, I say don't cut it. Don't cut it, but uh, maybe cut some of the pounding. There's plenty of pounding. Yeah. Yeah. But... There's you could you could cut back <clears throat> on the pounding. Yeah. I thought though for what it was. Um, until it kind of hits like certain pockets of it, it's pretty well paced as a film. Right. Uh, there's enough story there to keep it driving. I think probably it may or more or less be based on Top Gun's plot, but uh, it's about a film about women just trying to make their way in a man's world, the military, by getting down and dirty and sucking dude dick. The only way to beat the patriarchy is to just fucking jerk and suck <laughs> is that the lesson this film teaches kind of okay it's one of the lessons uh so I, the cast i thought all did pretty well i will say having like three of the four like main characters be bl like perky blondes is kind of a problem yeah uh if you're not like familiar with who's who, they all do look a bit similar. Yeah. Obviously, uh, Stoya stands out as being the only brunette. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Vegas is a brunette, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Stoya is the only brunette of the uh, of the pilots. Uh, right. And so, especially when they had their masks on and stuff, I'm like, I really don't know who's who. Yeah. Uh, not really their fault, kind of like just the industry standard at the time. Yeah, was just uh, everybody's a blonde. <laughs> everybody's yeah, everybody's a blonde with 
fake tits, um, and uh, cool tattoos. Yeah. Uh, talent was pretty good. I thought there could have been maybe some more effort made in the music department. Okay. Definitely. Uh, there are times where there's a 20-minute song. You know, <laughs> there's a time where there's a muted song that just keeps going. Right. Uh, so some of the sa- and there's honking. So some of the sound design, I think, <laughs> could have used some work there. The sex, well, I said earlier, it's a little. Uh, it makes up a a lot of the runtime of the film. It's pretty hot. There's some cool, gross stuff that happens. Yeah. Um, it's pretty wet, as you know, the modern sex tends to be. Yeah. It's a lot wetter on the screen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I thought the CGI looked pretty great. I will say I was kind of impressed by it because it was good enough to get us through the movie, which in a lot of porn films it really isn't. Like, it looks better than, like, something made by, like, you know, the Asylum, like the people who are actually, like, churning out, like, the knockoff blockbusters, so. Well, let's go back to only our Patreon listeners would know about this, but uh, the Ghostbusters parody that we watched. Yeah. There was a lot of CGI in that one, and I feel like it was far less convincing. Yeah, this one definitely. Especially when they went to get in the Erecto one, and it was a whole CG (laughs) thing. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. So, yeah, I would say at the end of the day, this film probably rates about a three. Okay. There's enough plot there to uh, keep you engaged. I think the sex is good enough. But like I said, I think some prudent editing and just a different view on filmmaking <laughs> might have, could have got this cut down a little bit. I could yeah. maybe see giving it like a, a higher score. Yeah. There's definitely enough interesting stuff there. There's a there's a volleyball game on grass, <laughs> which is one of I don't know probably one of the worst places to play volleyball. It's a game that sometimes requires a dive. That's fair. I think if you dive on tile, you'll probably be okay. You'll slide a bit. Dive on sand, you're just gonna go hit the sand. You'll be fine. Go on grass, you're all burnt up. <laughs> I didn't think about it that way. No, or like there could be like a little like fucking like stem coming up from the ground. Like if some oh, little yeah. plant, you could just go fucking down and just get stabbed on the side real hard. That's true. But I guess in the sand, in the desert land, the beach lands, there would be crabs perhaps. Perhaps you, crabs, yes. You might get pinched. <laughs> <laughs> so uh... that's the end of my review. Three stars. Watch out for crabs. <laughs> Well, I had very similar feelings about this film, uh, surprisingly enough. Um, I think that the sex is pretty good in it, but it is over long. Uh, I I found myself hitting the skip ahead 10 seconds button repeatedly. Yeah. Yeah. um, And that helped make it a lot more watchable. Yeah. Um, By doing that, by only skipping ahead 10 seconds, I made sure that I caught it if anything changed. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes you don't need to watch somebody in the same position pounding for five minutes. Um, I kind of get the gist of it after about 30 seconds. Yeah, give me like, you know, like a nice long minute and a half pound out and then switch. Yeah, yeah, something like that. But uh, they're making films for a different market than what they used to do. And that appeals to me a little bit less. 
But I will say that I've seen several adult films in modern times that put less effort into the storytelling. Uh, like we mentioned, it went like 20 minutes before the first sex scene. So mm-hmm. they, they spent some time on the plot. And granted, after a while, they didn't really have a whole lot of plot in between the sex scenes. There was still kind of enough to keep the plot driving forward. and Yeah, there were some kind of low stakes. And there was some goofing off in the middle, like, you know, getting... Back at the boys and stuff. There, yeah. So there was some, there was some good stuff going on there. Kind of episodic a yeah. little bit, but uh, still enough to kind of string all together and say, oh yeah, that had a point. Yeah. And the yeah. point is women don't belong in the military. <laughs> right? I think that's what we were supposed to get from this one. I'm not sure that that was, there's I don't know, of, maybe that was it. I think there's a lot of talk about stealing vital essences. <laughs> But, I mean, regardless, the sex itself, if you edit it down, is pretty good. Uh, it's it's nasty enough. It's nasty enough. It's um, with attractive people. It's good. Yeah. Um, you know, the acting is good enough for what it is. The music is perhaps a little bit less good, but yeah. it's. It, I I would also say it's not like terrible. No, it doesn't. It's fine. It never really takes you out of the film, but it does make you wonder why it goes on so long. Right? I guess that's taking you out of it, but it's not like to the point of I guess being annoying. I think I guess is what I'm trying to yeah, say. Yeah, I think that there are an, a lot of adult films of the modern era that have the same problem in that they're they play music for 20 minutes at a time, but. I would say that I've definitely heard them that got annoying. Yeah. <laughs> and this didn't do that. So, you know, it's better than it could have been. Yeah. Um, yeah, overall, I would also give this three stars. Here, here. Hot cast, good sex. It's too long, but if you skip your way through it, it becomes a lot more watchable. I think that they potentially could have done more with the plot, but with it being a modern sex film, they're kind of made with a different philosophy altogether. Yeah. And because of that, I have I feel like I have to give them a little bit of leeway because they kind of have to play within a certain framework. Yeah. Um, and it kind of is what it is. But it's still, you know, it got my dick hard. And uh, it was uh, entertaining enough watch. So I can see why everybody's got Top Gun Mania now. Yeah, everybody's hard for Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's our show this week. Uh, tune in next week for Hollywood Goes Hardcore. Oh, yes, that's beginning. Uh, which is a collection of films made by, I mean, I would say more exploitation filmmakers. Yeah. They're, they're not quite like the, uh, the Hollywood A-list, but, um, you know, there is a lot of talk that people that were Hollywood A-listers had some uh, involvement in the porn films of the era, but those uh, secrets have been kept for the most part. So what you get's what you get. Yeah. <laughs> we don't, we haven't figured out which one Spielberg made yet. Uh, he did E.T. the extra testicle. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've got, we've got some good stuff coming. I would say we're getting people who at least will get calls back from studios, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There you yeah, go. You know, so we'll call it, uh, it's Hollywood goes hardcore. Um, but you know, think of it as, uh, 
like Skid Row Hollywood. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Well, we've got that going on. Also this Friday, we have Pornhub Roulette returning to Patreon. Oh, excellent. Um, just get ready to go down a path to madness as usual. Yeah. Um, I found some really spicy content. I also found some content that was, uh, I guess, could be described as spicy. But uh, it's it's always a fun time. It's like Christmas, really. We get to open up presents that we got each other that is the gift of pornography. Yeah, it's beautiful. And the patrons get all of the presents. Yeah. As they should for yeah. helping us. So patreon.com slash raincoat report. Get some presents. Get some presents. $5 a month. You get two presents a month. It's <laughs> good. Uh, that's good. That's good. It's good. Good. ROI. ROI. Return on investment. It's good ROI. (laughs) Uh, If you need to reach out to us, uh, raincoatreport at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at raincoatreport. And if you're on the highway to the danger zone, don't forget your raincoat. (laughs) 